was such a good episode. But do, do you guys, uh, do you remember about this? We did talk about Open Le- Legends, a uh, uh, couple arcs of animes before. You guys remember which one? Anthony, you first? Urban Legends? Yep. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I, sh- I told you I refuse to play your little quiz shows. <laughs> I know the answer, but I'm not partaking on principle. So what's the answer, Orange? <laughs> so episode 14. A few moments later. Uh, Dimple is sent to... Dimple's always just hanging out invisible now, except for when we need him, by the way. Yep. Uh, he's sent to tail Shinra, make sure he doesn't get a, into any trouble. Uh, do you know, like, Dimple does say why the, uh, he's invisible? Because uh, he doesn't want Dr. Reagan. <laughs> Thank you for playing my game. Shit. <laughs> Smooth. Sal one, Chris zero. Hello and welcome back to my first anime mob psycho 100. This week we are picking up with season 2 episode 1 or for simplicity's sake episode 13. I am Chris Bailey. Uh Salvador also known as Monkey and I'm Anthony Vaughn. So I got an anime minute coming in hot this week. Oh, anime boy. minute approximately 20 minutes ago i finished watching gundam origin sorry uh mobile suit gundam colon the origin um which my understanding of how this works is okay so you have mobile suit gundam right better known as uh gundam 79 in the fan base because it came out in 1979 and is uh, Gundam 0079, because that's when it takes place in the Universal Century. And that's the first Gundam. Uh, or Gundam Origin, the manga, is a retelling of that. Gundam Origin, the six-episode OVA, is a flashback series that occurs in the middle of the manga that tells the events leading up to the beginning of Mobile Suit Gundam, primarily focused on Chara's navel. Are you having fun? <laughs> I'm having so much fun, dude. I think I'm going to fall into a serious Gundam hole. It, it is, like, super interesting because it does have, like, this gigantic, like, Universe. all these different timelines and stuff that connects together and all this crazy lore and stuff in a way that it's... It, it almost feels like you're learning history, but it's a fucking anime by going back and doing this stuff. Yeah, just because the lore is so heavy in that in that series. Yeah. But, like, all that nonsense aside, uh, I think it's really good. Char is a really compelling character. It does war so well. Spoilers, they literally drop a fucking colony on Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they say, like, oh, yeah, like, half the population died when all is said and done of Earth. Fuck. (laughs) And the war is still going. If you are thinking about getting into Gundam, Origin is a good starting point. Or you can just watch the IBL because that's in a separate universe and you don't it really is. have to. It, it is an offshoot. Yeah. And you don't really have to worry about all of the 
collecting lines in the wood tree and all this other stuff. Yeah, but Char is cool as hell. And when are you going to watch IBO? Uh, I'm going to have to see where that follows in, or falls in the watch orders. So next <laughs> oh. I'm going to read the Gundam Origin manga because that's better than going back and rewatch or watching the original 79. Okay. And then after that, I think I want to say it's like Zeta Gundam after that. I'll have to see. I thought they was doing a remake of the original. Uh, they already did. Oh, they did? And is this not as good as 79? Well, I think it's like um, OVAs or movies or something. But if you want like the full richest experience of it, reading the manga sounds like the way to go. Oh, okay. Which I do. I'm very in on what is happening with these characters. Okay. And on the other side, still reading Yatsubato. Very cute and fun. No colonies dropped on Earth. Just a six-year-old girl arguing with adults about ice cream. <laughs> what? That's so random. Her dad's friend comes over and they're being shitheads to each other and he takes a bite of her ice cream and she gets really upset. It's good. Anyway, that's me. My anime minute. Um, I finished Ascendance of the Bookworm and oh my gosh, the anime is so, so good. It's just a nice little like fun anime. There's like, I mean, there's some issues, but they don't really like Cop on it so hard. That's all. It's just it's just a fun little anime. Also read uh, the new manga that just came out in Shonen Jump. This is uh, I Tell She, which is about a detective who falls in love with all the uh, criminals. It's interesting, but I enjoyed the first chapter, so I'm hoping it becomes better. Well, hopefully it stays good. Anthony? Uh, I finally came to terms so I'm never going to have an anime minute. <laughs> <laughs> you can just talk about whatever, dude. And we just say this anime minute, so we just say, oh, it's just an anime minute. It's just not anything interesting. We're going to make you say that with a little hint of shame every single week. Yeah. Uh, I got entertainment minute. I finished Raft, finally. Oh, nice. Well, uh, I guess what's out currently. I did a solo world and caught up, and yeah, that, that's really fun. Did you get yourself a piano? I did. I got myself a piano. I left to go to another big island. I haven't really like done a whole lot to my raft since, but yeah, right, nah, I'm yeah. pretty excited. But no, that's that's really about it. I've been playing some deep rock on the side. I don't know how you guys kind of do things, but usually I, I kind of binge like I'll hardcore play video games for like three months. And then like on the inverse, I'll like watch shows for like a month straight. And I think my show binge is coming up, so I might have something for you soon, but I also have a backlog of shows, though, so. I'm the same, but it's less uh, criteria-based. It's one thing. I will play one game to completion and do nothing else. And then once I start a show, I will watch that show and nothing else. Yeah. We had a question Yeah, what's up? Did you finish Streets Creek yet? Uh, no, I am in episode or season four, though. It's coming uh-huh. along. I don't know how you did not get done with that show. Like, I binged that show so much. I'm trying not to over-binge because I've done that with a few shows, and usually, like, the season, the last season you watch on the over-binge, you're like, it wasn't that good, when really it was, you're just tired of it. Okay. So I'm just trying not to burn out of Shit's Creek because it's very funny. All right, but uh, let's, I guess let's jump into it. Yeah, let's talk about Mob Psycho 100, episode 13, Ripped Apart, or Someone is Watching. I'm going to go ahead and say at the top, this episode, better than anything that happened in season one. Like, <laughs> by a mile for me. I'm not, this this stretch of episodes was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, like, take it episode by episode. I think I agree, um, in general. 
But I, I remember specifically coming off of this episode. Like, I finished it, and I was like, okay, Mob Psycho, okay. Oh, no, I mean, the thing is, like I've been telling you guys, Mob Psycho is all about just a kid with psychic powers living his daily life. And this episode screams that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this episode is, like, exactly what I wanted from this show. I yeah. remember actually watching this, this, the beginning of this, and I was like, I know Chris is going to like this fucking episode because <laughs> it had everything he wanted more of it. I think that he said at the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, we start off, they re-explain psychics in the world and how that works. I was actually really worried for a bit because they kind of go into the same thing we've been doing. There's this guy with his cursed crops. <laughs> Are you you mean what they're doing the job owns? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. But I mean, it's like, okay, we're doing our... Our, our monster like we're, there's nothing new here yet i i was kind of worried that they were just going to keep with the same rhythm or something i don't know uh this guy because his crops are so bad doesn't have any money to pay reagan so reagan will accept 30 percent of his harvest <laughs> as payment which is good and the guy thinks he's talking about <laughs> what his normal stuff the guy's like 20 percent. he really wants like seeds and gloves and stuff like that oh did you yeah. say i missed that part okay. yeah th that's what the guy said also anthony you are, are you watching the doubles or sub now uh i had to swap over i am a dub which actually i i, I uh sub or dub? i kind of like the sub better for at least reagan's voice oh so you're on the sub now instead of dub. Uh, sorry yeah yeah, yeah. I, I miss yeah i misspoke yeah so i'm just saying sub is a lot better this well i actually really like the dub reagan voice better Oh, do you? Um, they yeah. made it a really good uh, Reagan voice. I heard Mob's voice in dubbed, and I did not like Mob. Yeah, it's not. I, I, yeah, I, I think I like this. I think I like most of the uh, sub voices better. But man, or I, I really like Reagan, and I like Temple for their uh, dub voices. Um, by any sense, so do you know who does those two voices for Reagan and um, in the and dub? No, I know in this or in, in the sub for Dimple is like the guy who does all the badass characters and everything. Okay. So I know that guy's sub voice is great. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I forgot how much I fucking love Dimple. Dimple is good in these, like... <laughs> I don't really have much to say about the fight with... Uh, the plants. Wriggle Wriggle or whatever. Um, if you guys want to talk about that, I will figure this out real quick. Uh, do you understand the reference, though, for the Wriggle Wriggle fight? What? Fighting with the plants? Yeah, the, the guy the guy's fighting a straw hat. Oh, I mean, oh, okay, it's, okay. A, it, it's a One Piece reference. I, th I think it? it's a One Piece reference. I don't think everything with a straw hat is a One Piece reference. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say right now, um, <laughs> straw hats has been forever changed in my life. Every time I see a straw hat with a red, um, I don't know what you call those things on hats, is a straw, straw a um, One Piece hat, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah, I mean, th this is really good animation between the plants versus uh, mob. It's just always good whenever they get into these fight scenes. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that, like, this was, like, things happened. It wasn't just, you know, he gets attacked forever, and we just watch attacks bounce off a barrier, and then he waves his hand and blows it up. Yeah. It was a little more dynamic than most of what we got in the first season. Yeah, fucking uh, Reagan gets captured, and then, uh, and then, of course, Mob is afraid of Reagan dying, even though... Mob still thinks that Reagan is like the better um, Espo. Remember, he's, he's, <laughs> he's the spiritual. spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's I know spiritual. He's, he's spiritual. So and, <laughs> and so Mob, um, what's called? He loses, I guess, concentration for a second, or he he backs off for a second. The guy gets him, and Mob's like, 
huh. He actually thinks this is weird. He's like, huh. Well, I can't hold him because he's like basically throwing out like not fake limbs, but like controlled limbs. He's not yeah. controlling himself. They're not a part of him. Yeah, this is not part of him. What happens if I put my power into it and then he realized he could just overpower the the being with his power? <laughs> Which is great. Like fucking mob finally thinking. Yeah. Um, and then the fucking um you figured out what's the thing that's holding the spirit, which is a fucking skull, and Mob destroys that. And Reagan's like, that was the correct, correct solution. <laughs> because Mob explains how he defeated so it. Reagan's like, that's, that's the solution I wanted you to come, with, come up with, Mob. I was just like, what the fuck? Reagan is so great. It was all a test, Mob. You passed. Because I didn't die. That's <laughs> good criteria on yeah. Reagan, in Reagan's defense. <laughs> um, but when he blows up that skull, little seed rolls out of it into a hole, and we transition back into Reagan's office. He's planting some seeds in a little pot because he got paid in gardening supplies, which means, of course, that mob gets paid in broccoli seeds. Yep, <laughs> I like how you. Of course, well, I, it, he, mob gets a cut of what Reagan gets paid. <laughs> Where's the fly, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> There's no flaw in the logic that you're presenting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying what Reagan's doing is wrong. Uh, speaking of Reagan doing the wrong thing, uh, he has Mob use his psychic powers to instantly grow some cherry tomatoes. How how strong is that power, though? Like, you, you're able to spend out some energy to grow stuff, like, really fast it's like you can end world hunger with that like it's so powerful yeah but they taste terrible listen don't don't read into it don't don't read into it um and then we go into 99.9 by mob choir how do we feel about opening two love it but i love both of them so i think i love the first one better though uh i like it better i'm a number two fan okay i also like it better um it's a little the beginning reminds me of the opening to Diamond is Unbreakable. Ooh. And then it's not, so I get bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Diamond Unbreakable's opening is but so good, But it's like, though. it's got that same, like, kind of like the breakdown, breakdown part at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got those vibes going on. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, we come back to... The Psycho Helmet Club meeting in a cafe, which these are the people who are uh, the followers of Mob now after he dispatched Dimple. Yep. But they don't know who he is. They're trying to figure out who he is. But of course, in there being a little shit stirrer is Mazato. She knows exactly who they're looking for, but she's just stringing people along until she can make him a better cult leader. <laughs> because he wants him, she wants him to become like a popular cult leader. It's like... This does anyone know why? Uh, I think she's like looking out for Mob. I seriously think she's looking out for Mob. Like, because she's a spooky young journalist. What do you want? <laughs> I, I don't know what I was. So I was kind of coming off of like a man, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to like this show that much or whatever. And mm -hmm. then I saw this part and I was like, what is she doing? Why? Dude. What? Why? And then, like, I as a, like the, the episode kept going, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter why. Yeah, there you go. Except this part, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, Masato. Yeah, you want Bob to win for student council president. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, God, I'm almost like a little disappointed that we didn't get more of like her trying to life coach him. 
<laughs> mom, mom doesn't need a life coach though. Like, I don't know. He might. After this episode, um, he he tones up the dial on his life. Yeah, you have he, to admit that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's just stuff like this that like I love everything in this episode that I that is with Mazzato that I, I'm just so disappointed in how at least up to this point how little they've used the side characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which actually that reminds me. Um, the animation on the second opening is dope as hell. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, man, they put so many characters in that. Like all the shitty sidekicks, the Ritsu squad from the prison escape, like they're in the intro, nowhere to be seen in these four episodes. And I mean, I'm sure all these characters will factor in at some point, but with only eight episodes left to work with it. And I'm sure that they're probably going to launch into like a greater arc at some point. There's going to be another big bad that we have to confront. I'm a little worried that everyone's going to get squeezed out again. We'll see. I think so far they've done a better job. I mean, also, we we know the side characters now for the most part. Yeah. So, but that's a little bit different. But I think, yeah, I I, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed these, like, at least the first three. The fourth one I got more thoughts on. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just because it's a setup episode. Uh, Shinji, the previous student council president, has resigned. But he was being a little shit and faming people. Mm-hmm. So they need a new student council president. Uh, Mazzato catches Mob staring at Subomi again. Uh, and that's when she hatches her plan to get him to run for student council president. We learn that Subomi is considered the school's idol. Yep. Uh, is that a thing? I don't know, man. I, I bet it is. I mean, I mean, you can you can consider idol as the most popular girl in um in school. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. Like, she's the pretty popular girl. Yeah. Um, I also like that she has, like, a quick aside to herself. She's like, I don't get what he sees in her, though. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. And then he, and then Mom tells her that, like, it's like, uh, they did it with friends, whatever it is. And she's like, how did you guys, like, go apart so differently? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, I mean, they basically lived in, like, the same area since they knew each other since it was kids. Yeah. Uh, but Mazzato convinces him to run for student council president by being like, yo, man, you got to get on her level. She's all the way up there. And you, you down here. I was just saying, I, I don't think I have, I don't know. I can't think of any enemies I've watched, though. The student council president gets like the idol in the, in the school. I can't think of any like that. So it's interesting because... I think from my experience with a lot of anime and like JRPGs and stuff, typically when the student council president is like a good guy character or someone you're supposed to like, it's a girl. And when it's like a shithead villain, it's a guy. Really? <laughs> from my experience, I'm sure there's plenty of things that are the op. Uh, Kill a Kill is like the villain. I think she's a student council president. No, she's a student council president, but. Spoiler, you find out she's like the best person ever. I don't remember that. I think I was checked out by the end of that series. But yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of examples to the contrary for both sides. But that's just my experience with it. So I I totally get where the student council president would also get their, or at least be in contention for their uh, (laughs) desired partner. Because they are cool and popular and smart. Yeah. 
But after he's convinced, uh, we get his, and it literally says this on the screen, this is not my editorializing, hardcore <laughs> training montage. <laughs> and can we can we all talk about how much we love training my montages this one's fucking great i love training montages anything in specific from this montage you guys want to call out i didn't take any specific notes on um, it. um i don't specifically remember it but i just i just i wrote down hardcore training montage with the exclamation point and i was like yeah <laughs> oh well we, we have to talk about what he does in this training montage you guys, That's you what guys I was yeah, go for it go for it i'm I, i'm trying to remember it was he did push-ups he did. Uh, did he do running? Probably. I don't remember. But he go. He goes under a waterfall, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, all things that will prep you for being student council president. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, um, wait, let's see. Push ups, waterfall, and bell. Oh, he fights a bell. That was the last one. Oh right. How, yes. do we, how can we forget the fucking bell? <laughs> Why is he fighting a bell? <laughs> I guess. I guess to get his courage up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we learned that Shinji is running again because why the hell not? <laughs> that was I just kind of laughed pretty hard when, and, and then he just walks on the stage. And everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, "With everyone else, was like, what?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you look at it this way: it's like you know, the kid is like, either he's trying to like, um, was I? It's not recuperate. It's like mo- he's like trying to. It's not a redemption arc. Yeah, yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to give himself redemption. And also, if if he goes off the deep end, no one is going to be afraid to fire his ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it is kind of a good, actually, kind of a little good, good bit where he resigned and gets told like, "Hey, run again." Like you're not forcing your way into power. If you are president again, that means you got elected. You were chosen. Even after all that shit you did, these people still are electing you. Yep. Mob comes up and gives his speech, which um, I, I know it was a lot. Does anyone remember it? Uh, yeah, verbatim. Everyone just leave for five minutes and we'll, we'll do a representation of Mob's speech. I was just rereading the wiki to like, because I watched this almost a week ago. And uh, I was just reading the wiki and it, it specifically said Mob used all five mi- minutes of his, or allocated all five minutes of his speech to being mute. And I just yeah. really like the term of that. <laughs> I, I, I do love this though because um, when Mob comes up, the body improvement club inside their fucking school jackets, th- mm-hmm. they don't look white with those school jackets yeah. on. It's not the same. But I fucking love them still because they're cheering for Mob. And then you see Tanga t- yeah, like take it to himself. He's like, oh my gosh, the saddle leader. Like, this is a brilliant yeah. move. He even said, I think he was like, white tea poison's running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to do, uh, he just doesn't want just the shadow he organization. To, yeah. He doesn't want to lead from the shadows anymore. that was that was funny as fuck we also get ritsu in there just being like oh shit now i'm conflicted do i vote for the old president or do i vote for my brother and then we get Mizato like well this is over already (laughs) the fact that they put a sheen with ritsu like like not dead face but him like struggling to see who would he pick and it's like you you don't have to put that scene in down You don't have to put that much like animation in it, but they did <laughs> to show yeah. that he's really struggling who he wanted to pick. <laughs> Predictably, Mob gets last place. You guys didn't see that coming? Honestly, I saw him going fourth place. Yeah, I mean, last place. Yeah, kind of, but also I wouldn't be surprised because, again, they make a point of like all these people are in support of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not student body. That's the thing is student body. He's still a nobody. 
Yeah, that's true. He's only like his. He only has his friends. That's like the thing. He has. He only has his friends, and he also has um uh, the girl he likes. I bet Mazzato could have lobbied him some votes. That dude. That girl's got some shit on people. No, dude. I don't think Mazzato does. I mean, I'm just saying the the what's it called Shinji fucking um blackmailed half like half the class revenues, and Mazzato wasn't even there. Mm. Where was her detective skills? I thought she. She's just busy like point. making a court. That that's what she's doing. Yeah. So Shinji won, right? I didn't check. Uh yeah, I'm, not I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. So Mob is going home. Uh he gets another love letter to Shoe Locker. This went really <laughs> well for him last time. So nothing is amiss here. I, I think this letter was legit. I mean <laughs> it was well, legit. It, it but technically, like, well, it it was I le- forgot about the fucking first one he got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the fact that Dipper brings it back up again about the letter in the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it asks to meet him behind the school. So we cut over to him behind the school. And some pink-haired girl we don't know comes and talks about how he displayed so much courage going up there to Redford Student Council and she fell for him. And she asks him out and he ticks up to 21%. I thought everything was fine here. I was really upset when this turns out the way it does. Uh, I was. I, I we'll talk about that. Uh, so we we get him. Uh, oh, holy shit! What is that word? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, he he's on his date with Emmy. They're just walking around. Uh, he lies about what he does for work. He says he works for a bookstore. He even think it's creepy that he works for a spirit guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just talking. He lies about that. She talks about how, like, oh, I w- wish I worked in a bookstore. Books are rad. I'm writing a book. And they seem like they're, you know, having a good time, getting along well. Mob. And, and through this scene and the scene of them, like, sitting on, like, by the river with Mob mm-hmm. reading her book. I like, mean, he, he has a noticeable, like, change in attitude, through, even throughout this entire episode leading up which is really fucking refreshing he's starting mm-hmm. to feel like a real character i agree but you you have to say before they get into that like um the riverbed when they because that's like the final talk basically but reagan does see that mob is like turning more into like a human being like you're just an average kid reagan does say oh what mob do you have a girlfriend and <laughs> and and then the mom's like no and then he just walks to the door he walks into the door and runs and Reagan's like wait wait does he really have a girlfriend like he's like he's <laughs> freaking out because he's about to lose his p- protege yeah and like he, he's asking for for seconds at home he's just a high spirits mob's feeling good yeah and uh, he also uh every time he walks to his uh house he has to walk back he has to go back to the body improvement club Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then we, we finally get to the point that Owens wants to talk about, which is the the Riverside talk. Yeah, no, I mean that was all important. That was that was all stuff I actually wanted to cover when I wrote Mob's Change in Attitude, but I forget what my notes mean between watching the episode <laughs> and recording this podcast, so I in, kind of interpret them on the fly. Yeah, he so they're down on the riverbank. Uh, he's reading Emmy's book, and she's like, "So what do you think?" And he's like. You use a lot of big words. It's interesting. <laughs> and then she's basically like, all right, I'm done with this fucking clown. <laughs> and calls him on all of his bullshit. Like, bro, like, so do you have good. feelings and thoughts of your own? What are you doing? Like, you never react to anything. 
did did you only one for student class president because someone told you to? Mm-hmm. Which she did. <laughs> yep. But she guts him to his goddamn core. Yeah. Um, and then is like, yeah, but you know, I guess I'm kind of the same way. I only ask you out because I got dared to. And it's it's strange because Emmy does say it's like, why why are you walking me home? Like, you said no. Like, Mob actually said no to her. Yeah. And Mob is like, like an average person wouldn't even hang out with this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, but mm-hmm. Mob is so like nice and so, I, it's not dependable, but he's so like. I would, I, I actually, the way I think this is supposed to be framed, like, yeah, it is nice, but it's also like, because when she brings that up. And when we learned that, you know, he turned her down, but he's been hanging out with her all week. She's like, why? Because you don't want people to pity me. Uh, you didn't want, man, that's, I, you're making me feel really like pathetic. Yeah. Um. So while it is kind of a nice thing to do, it's like, uh, it, it, in a way, it's a mean thing to do because of his, it's a passivity that he has where he's so afraid of interacting with any emotion, positive or negative. That he just does the thing that he sees as the route of least confrontation. Yep. That's what I was talking. He's so passive. Yeah. Of course, Mob would like still walk with this girl wherever it is. And the girl like says, like, my friends didn't even know that you like said no to me. Like they yeah. think <laughs> like this is going on. There's a quote that I remember uh thinking about a lot. It was like it was basically along the lines of like, are you doing this because you're actually nice or because you want to seem nice? Because there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And that that's not exactly the quote. It's more clever, but <laughs> that's the context of it. Yeah, and and again, I don't, I don't even know that that is like a thing for Mob. Like he's not like I'm trying to be nicer. I want to seem nice in his mind. Yeah, the route of least confrontation made a lot of sense. If he says no and then like ignores her, that's mean in a way that like that could get her hurt in some way. But yeah. he doesn't want to say yes, and then what? <laughs> Because, like, the, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Which also could, you know, lead to her getting hurt. So he's just like, yeah. Um, then, yeah, she goes to leave. She meets up with her friends. And they're like, hey, you're writing this book. And they kind of tease her about it a bit. And she plays along with it, even though she very clearly cares. Mm-hmm. And they rip up her book. Because she's like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. It's a stupid thing. Whatever. But, yeah, Mob comes up and is like, Hey guys, that's mean. What are you doing? And starts to pick up the pieces. They they like kind of dig on them a little more before Mob actually stands up to them and makes them feel real bad about themselves. As it should be. Yep. Yeah. And uh Mob is I think Bob says somewhere in here that he's like, I've decided that I'm gonna try feeling more. <laughs> yeah. I know, but why do you guys say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the girl basically tells the mob like be better. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody actually sat down with Mob and actually told him, like, like have opinions of your own. Mm-hmm. This is what's his wake-up call. Or they, they kind of do, but it's usually to, like, a specific end. And yeah. this girl is just, like, she just says it because, like, man, your personality sucks. Get better. <laughs> Get a better personality. <laughs> Even though her personality is not that good either. Emmy's fine. She went out with Mob because of Adele. How is that fine? Yeah, I, true, but like it's clear she's like in a clique of bullies. But then when she starts to spend time with Mob, like you could tell that she was like 
actually yeah. kind of having a good time, enjoying his company. And she I, she comes out a better person for this. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, the wind. <laughs> thank God this scene happened because I was like, Mob, what the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> well, because he's over there piecing everything back together with his hands, just putting them in a pile. The wind comes and blows it all away. And she just has that one left and she's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just rewrite it. It's cool. And then he psychics it all back together, which he should have done from the start. But you have to remember, Mob does not think of his powers like that. That like yeah. to me that the yeah, I mean that that's the that's the thing about Mob. He's not think of it like using his powers, which is the craziest thing ever. Yeah, I, I I am glad that he did this. Like this is I wasn't looking at it at the time as this because you know I was this is the first episode, but thinking back on everything uh, that where we're at and, or where Mob's at at the end of like episode four, like this is actually a really nice episode. Mm-hmm. Where all these little parts of him using his power more, him just literally saying like I'm gonna think more, mm-hmm. and kind of him just getting like called out in like a an appropriate way, I'd say. Like it didn't seem like any response to her calling him out was like negative or anything. He was actually yeah. like beneficial for it and stuff. It's it's really kind of nice. Yeah, like she, I don't think she was, the, despite the way I kind of editorialize it, I don't think she, at any point she was like trying to be mean to no. him. She was just like. Hey man, this is how you are. That's kind of weird. And she even like commiserates a little. Like I guess I'm sort of that way too. And yeah, I would say like on the surface, um, she's probably like it, she, it came off as real dickish, but I think she's okay. Um, yeah, he pieces everything together, and then <laughs> she like doesn't really think anything about that. Um, is this? I I don't remember when this happens. It might be the conversation with Dimple, where. Either Mob has a realization or someone says it to Mob, like, yo, dude, no one is like your psychic the psychic powers are not gonna make anyone like you. Like they're never uh, gonna be a selling point for why people like him. Oh, I remember that. I don't know who said it though. Dempo is the one who said to Mob, like, like, does he fall for you because of your psychic powers? And Mob does oh, say right. uh, my psychic powers is like no one will fall for me because of my psychic powers. Right. Exactly. Which is which is it's Mob's mindset to the fullest. Was I fucking? That's what. That's why I like Mob so much. Is because he literally thinks his powers are not, not a thing. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's kind of right too. Like, take you can read into whatever the later stuff you want, I guess. But there's no indication that like he used his powers and then Emmy actually like fell for him or anything. <laughs> she barely reacts to him using his psychic powers. It's more the it's more the fact that like oh he did something nice with his psychic powers not that he has psychic powers. Yeah. Before we go to the very end of the episode, after he pieces that stuff together, we get another shot down the river bank. It's just Subomi was watching him and she just goes smooth. Yep. Oh yeah. Which was a little strange, but I kind of really like that little touch because it's the it's the most like an actual character we have seen Subomi. To me, yeah, she was being real weird. I, I all her like beginning storyline to me was just a little off, like with trying to make him all that shit. Yeah. Uh, then we have our talk with Dimple, which we already talked about, and we see that Emmy has been inspired by Mob to write a book about Mob. Basically, <laughs> a kid in middle school with psychic powers. Didn't even ask Mob if she, if she could write it. Didn't give Mob a cut or anything like that. No royalty rights. 
Listen, he's got Reagan. I'm sure if once it gets found out, Reagan will fucking put it together. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he'll make sure he'll point. make sure he gets all of his royalties. <laughs> well, Reagan will get the royalties, and then he'll kick a cut to Mob. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll charge like a lawyer fee, and then make it seem like you know it's it's in Mob's benefit. But you guys are making Reagan sound like such a bad guy. Tell us we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on 13? No. Nope. All right. Let's go into 14. Urban Legends or Encountering Rumors. Big fan of this episode. Oh, it's such a good episode. But do, do you guys, uh, do you remember about this? We did talk about Urban Le- Legends, uh, a couple arcs of animes before. You guys remember which one? Anthony, you first? Urban Legends? Yep. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I, sh- I told you I refuse to play your little quiz shows. <laughs> I know the answer, but I'm not partaking on principle. So what's the answer, Orange? <laughs> so episode 14. Oh, we- the oh. answer is uh, Devil's a part-timer. Because Owens doesn't want to play a fucking game, Ooh. apparently. Even though this is a podcast and games and podcasts mix really well. It's not a good game. What are you talking about? It's a fantastic game like a ton. It's it's in the same level. Do you have any sheep? Bro. Depends how much corn you got. Corn? Get out. Get out. <laughs> Is, we, I don't fucking know, man. I played Catan like this. Get out. <laughs> but yeah, Devil Part Timer, they had all those school open legends. Yeah, I mean that that is actually a good point though, because uh I I think we talked about it then, so just a quick rehash of the importance of urban legends in a lot of um Japanese media, at least uh, like anime and JRPGs, and how many things are born out of like collective ideas, collective emotions, and like human consciousness and human desire, like causing things to manifest or things to happen is a very common theme, especially in like JRPGs. Well, I wasn't thinking about getting into that deep. I just wanted to talk about this is our second Open Legend episode. Well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so they're bored in Reagan's office because they got no clients. There's a bunch of urban legends in a town a little bit away. So they decide to go try and exploit that. <laughs> Reagan sets up his little <laughs> table. My man. Oh, I do, I do love this, but Reagan does say like, yeah, we are going over to this town because... Uh, since people believe in super, uh, in urban legends, like people believe in more, more of the supernatural, so we just go and go over there. Mm-hmm. God, this is such a Reagan fucking thing to do. <laughs> it's just a really small table, and Mob is holding a sign. It's the stupidest yeah. shit ever. <laughs> that uh, in comes Shinra, his business rival. He's another, so we think, fake psychic. See, so he butts heads with Reagan, tell him, you can't set up shop here, you're obstructed traffic. <laughs> no, no, it's his turf. Yeah, but that's like the reason he uses to try yeah. and get him out of there. Yeah, because he's part of the spirit union. Which does a like union? the rising sun something. I never read it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a union for spirit people? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Gotta unionize. <laughs> uh then a woman approaches him who actually has ghost problems. They don't fix upon him, right? Uh they do. 
So, so her, her thing is like, she has like, she's being haunted. She thinks because of the rise in urban legends around town. So she wants them to go around and get rid of the urban legends. Yeah. Man gets hired to exercise the entire city. Yeah, basically. But I love that while Reagan's taking notes on all this and she's talking about like, oh, because people are fucking posted on message boards and stuff all the time. And Shinra's like, what are you writing? And Reagan's like, I need, I need to make a website. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fact that Reagan's like, yeah. That's a good idea. I need to make a website. <laughs> uh, I hate him. <laughs> He's great. Uh, they decide to take on the job together effectively and split up. Uh, Dimple is sent to... Dimple's always just hanging out invisible now, except for when we need him, by the way. Yep. Uh, he's sent to tail Shinra, make sure he doesn't get a, into any trouble. Uh, do you know, like, Dimple does say why the, uh, he's invisible? Because uh, he doesn't want Dr. Reagan. <laughs> Thank you for playing my game. Shit. <laughs> Smooth. Sal one. Chris zero. Uh, we go do research about red raid coat on the internet. Oh, um, but Reagan does tell uh, Dimple to uh, follow the guy. What's his name? Is it Shinra. Shinra? Yeah, yeah. yeah, just in because, case. Uh, because he assumes he's be- fake. No, because Reagan's like, well, this guy is by the book, and that's what's going to kill him. Yeah, but also he assumes he's fake, too. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and he also says, um, he's like, also, if the guy, like, gets hurt, like, because of me, like, he, he's under my, <laughs> he's under yeah. my, like, responsibility. Also, Shin was trying to leave, and Reagan's like, oh, no, no, you're going to help me. Like, I, I give you a cut. I give you a cut. <laughs> and so it's like, I guess I do it for charity work. Reagan is ever generous. Uh, we go to the park. Shinra is looking for red raincoat by accosting children. Oh, yeah, because Reagan, Reagan's on the internet. He's like, I'm not asking kids if they see a fucking raincoat. That's like yeah. really fucking weird. And then the next scene is Shinra going in to little kids and asking about the rain, red, red raincoat. I must have missed thing. that exact part, but I just remember that this is going to go terribly. When he was walking near the kids, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Shout out to these kids, too. They are not having any of this guy's shit. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's there being a pervert. Uh, and then we, we see Red Raincoat. He's an actual pervert, turns out. He's a flasher. God. Um, Shinra encounters him, and we turn into a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just really love that you're, you're like, totally downplay some of the funny shit. Yeah. And it turns into a fighting game. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know what you want from me. It's just It's just stuff that happens. Uh, we get that play out for a little bit, uh, but Red Raincoat manages to escape by pretending to surrender. That, that's so funny. First of all, um, did you guys see the playground equipment? Uh, I didn't pay close attention. What's up? Well, I saw one thing was like a finger. Yeah, it's just all fingers. Like it's fingers and hands and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't notice that all of it was. That's weird. Yeah. Um. Also, the the discussion between um. Shinra and the wind, uh, the jacket man. Mm-hmm. Shinra's like, oh, yeah, I used to be like the Simo. I used to be in the Simo team in middle school. Oh, yeah. Which I is, that, yeah, yeah. And, and he takes him down wherever it is. And the guy lies. He's like, I surrender, but he doesn't really surrender. And he just starts running. He's like, oh, I used to be in a track school yeah, when I was in was middle school. <laughs> so he just starts running and Shinra has to go and chase him. As much as I don't want to give credit to a fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah. It's just really stupid. But it's okay, because Shinra also played table tennis in middle school, so don't underestimate his stamina. Um, 
Meanwhile, uh, Reagan and Mob are taking care of the dog with a human face, which is just the dog that kids drew a face on with marker. Ray, the kids show up and Reagan fucking gives it to him. He scolds him and then gives the dog a bath. God, that should have been one of Reagan's special powers was a scold. <laughs> During this, Mob has the thought of like, you know, I think Reagan just likes dogs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, we come back over to Shinra. He has been, the pervert has lured him into the woods on purpose. And he tasers him with the goddamn taser baton. Because what self-respecting pervert doesn't have one of those? I was wondering where he would hide that because, I mean, he only has a raincoat. Maybe the raincoat has an inside pocket. Maybe he put it up his anus. We don't know. Mm. You just want to say anus. (laughs) It starts to rain. And the dragger comes out. Oh, no. Did they assume it was fake at the beginning? Um, I don't know. I, I think Reagan does assume everything is fake. Like, he's just going around uh, investigating. Well, Reagan's not open, here yet. But. Yeah, no, I'm saying I think he's just investigating open legends. I don't think he, oh, like, yeah. thinks this is all true. Yeah, actually, the pervert, I think, assumed it was fake. Probably. Uh, the pervert tries to fight the dragger. The dragger sends his lightning back at him. And fries him and starts to drag him into the water. Shinra comes to and throws his spirit hold at the dragger. Holy shit, Shinra's a real psychic. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of... I, I did not see that coming, I'll be honest. I kind of oh, really? did not either. Yeah. Uh, he throws his things. We did that. Oh, it gets broken. And dragger attacks him. Uh, Shinra is also dragged down into the water before Dimple possesses him. It takes over. And has a little bit of a scuffle with the dragger before finally escaping and calling Reagan for help. This is when I first realized that this animation is going to be a lot. I, I, don't, I don't know if I say it. I mean, it's better, but like. Yes. Oh, my God. This was so good looking. Yeah, I agree. I, I love the whole uh, this whole fight with the dragger. Also, it's just saying like getting dragged underground. Scariest shit ever. When she comes out from the ground, I'm like, fuck, this woman is trying to kill me. <laughs> didn't think that before she popped out of the ground but that really sealed the deal on, on that <laughs> really? I mean she's just dragging like dolls behind her and these are like some fucked up dolls bro you see that girl walking toward you see anything that looks like remotely corpse like has long ass fingernails hair that has been wet for the better part of a century and you can't see their eyes and they are within 10 feet of a doll they want to kill you. <laughs> uh, I think this is an anime convention you're talking about. Maybe. <laughs> but regardless. Yeah, this irregardless. Is, this is that thing shit. does not. There's no world where they want to be friends with you. <laughs> we come back over to Reagan and Mob. Mob is soaked. And Reagan's like, how'd you get so wet? <laughs> <laughs> because a dog like shaked his body off of water and mom got all of it somehow yeah but that is way too much water for even that <laughs> but it's mom mom gets all of it gets all of it gets so wet so fucking passive aggressively like uh or not passive aggressive it's just i mean like, it's a fair question <laughs> um we cut back over the uh dragger attacks again it turns one of its arms into a blade because sure i'm pretty sure dimples even like oh this is what we're doing now no, but Dimple's like, oh, he's like, she's, uh, she's changing, like, she's changing forms because, like, to make her stronger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's like, oh, everybody thinks she's this one person, but she's changing forms just to make sure she kills me. 
Yeah, and I th- I don't at some point during the rest of the scene, you know, we basically learn that she's super strong because she feeds off of people's fear, and that's why no one can defeat her. And she's so strong because everyone has this like different idea of what she is. Yeah. Um, but Mob arrives just in time to save uh, Dimple and Shinra. The dragger escapes, um, and then we get the whole stuff about imagination becoming reality. And then no one can fight. No one can fight her because everybody's scared of her, which feeds her into more. Yep, she comes out as this big scary mob, mob mud monster. <laughs> and then, of course, personally saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Or they're like, oh wait, but mom is so detached. She has no like he. No one talks to him. He doesn't know what this thing is. He's never heard of the dragger before. So to him, it's just another spirit. Yep, he just destroys all. Yeah, I I do love that scene when uh, we can talk about like he didn't he didn't believe in Santa Claus, but he does believe in the dragger. Yeah, and he's yelling at mom about like how strong the dragger is supposed to be. Yeah, and I I do love I love every scene when we see young Wigan. <laughs> Young Reagan is just so adorable. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when he uh, tells him about the dragger. He's like, oh, so it's that kind of character. He's like, what do you mean? This isn't some OC. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and then we have to go deal with Dash Granny. I'm just saying, this is actually one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> I, I When I watched this, it was so fucking good. Uh, yeah, they're in a tunnel, old lady running at them. Oh no, mob can't exercise her. <laughs> so they need to run away. And, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but while they're running away, Dimple is running in the air. He gets little feet. Yep. Yeah, oh, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, he has little feet. It's the greatest thing ever. Dimple doesn't need that. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good. And fucking, fucking mob is struggling running. <laughs> yeah, they're all just trying to run away. Mob is collapsing again. Because he has to run. Yep. That's grandma. Passes passes to mom. Yeah, and she just runs past him like, oh, okay. Because so she's an old lady that was out for a run. It's just an old lady. <laughs> and mom is having a crisis because he's like, I run every day. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. I was I was laughing my ass off. He was like, I just I run every day. Like, what the fuck? Um we come back to the office. Reagan has built this website, apparently on Angel Fire or GeoCities or something. He's even got the little hit counter down at the bottom. GeoCities. <laughs> and we end our episode there, and we get introduced to Ending 2, uh, Memo Sepia by Sanjo Nohana. How do we feel about Memo Sepia? I like the first one better. I think I just like the animation of the first one better. I don't know if I paid too much attention, honestly, to that one. Yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, nothing mind-blowing. Probably not something I'm going to let run every time. More most times, I should say, unless, you know, I'm prepping my next notes. I, I think few, very few things are ever going to earn that uh, that honor. The Spotify. or honor. Well, not just being added to Spotify, but letting the intro and outro run every time. Oh, <laughs> The only things I've done that with are, have been Cowboy Bebop and uh, Steins Gate. I, I let History make a run most times, I think. Yeah, I think I did that plus Yuri on Ice, yeah. But uh, are we good on episode 14? Anything else? No. I'm solid. So jump into episode 15, One Danger After Another or Degeneration. 
Uh, turns out <laughs> Reagan's website, good idea. It worked. Mm-hmm. He's getting a bunch of hits, a bunch of requests, a bunch of clients. Except now they've got someone who wants them to do a curse. Uh, but Reagan doesn't want to do it. The guy is demanding it, so Reagan takes out like a Hanafuda card or something. <laughs> And just writes curse on a little charm and hands it to him. The guy's going to be real mad if this isn't a real, if he's being fooled. He's like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to curse you. And Mob has a little bit of introspection here. Well, for one, he Reagan asked him if there was someone he would like to curse. That, oh my Which he God. thinks real hard about. Dude, that and Reagan starts to get so, so funny. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. He was just sitting there just... He's like, well, you don't have to think too hard about it. He still keeps thinking, and he's like, no. (laughs) Nope, can't think of anywhere. He's like, what? Don't think so hard, then. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, But then Mob goes, he, like, questions Reagan about, like, yeah, even if that's not a real curse, like, that guy is walking around out there thinking he's cursing somebody. And, like, what, living with the idea of a curse is weird and, like, uncomfortable to put out there which this is something they're establishing that i think we're going to talk more about in 16 um i think reagan explicitly says what this is all about but yeah just a little thing to note there and this is mobs start finally starting to have opinions on stuff which these three episodes have already done more character development than the entire first season <laughs> at least for mob <laughs> yeah then they get a call about a star or they they go out for a call for a stalker um they don't sense anything <laughs> so they tell us that they sent dimple out to look and while he's out there reagan closes the window on him <laughs> <laughs> and dimple's like why did you close the window out me yeah i don't know if i wrote it down but there's i think th- i don't know if it's in this episode or a previous one and we already passed it or if it's the next one but i love i think like multiple times they like start to have a conversation be like actually i don't want to talk to you <laughs> Uh, it's this part right here. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, he mentions it where he's, yeah, they both, um, he closes the window on Dimple and then uh, they start discussing it through the window and he's, uh, I think Dimple was like, it must be like a, a sexual thing or whatever. And then uh, Reagan was like, well, you know, love doesn't always have to be sexual. Oh, and he goes, right, you never yeah. mind, you know what, I don't want to talk to you about this. And Dimple's like, I don't want to talk to you about this either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That whole conversation. He used to have a great dynamic. <laughs> Reagan has a great dynamic with almost everybody. So. That's true. I just dude, I want Reagan and Mazato to team up so bad. Just let those two fucking give me a spin-off about those two just conning people. Okay, then the apartment shakes, lights go out, and we see a shadowy figure outside the window. She flips her shit. Yeah. And we're told it's a living person. Um it turns out it's the creepy dude next door. Who is a creep for a while and attacks Reagan, but Reagan pins him. Also, <laughs> love that Reagan basically wins every physical altercation he has. Yeah. That okay, doesn't involve, like, a blast of enormous psychic energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does do weights. Do you not see his weights inside the office? Right. Look, Reagan has weights, but he does not touch them. He doesn't have weights in the office. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. I, t- I took your <laughs> word for it. But you know what? Reagan probably has weights at his house. That he does, but he does not lift. <laughs> I know. The thing is, you have to remember, Wigan is like a jack of all trades, so he could just like 
pick up like a dance fighting class and just do that. Mm. Or maybe pick up wrestling for like a little bit. Because he does massages, Photoshop, like he does all the things. <laughs> I mean, he does very amateuristic Photoshop, to be fair. <laughs> let's let's be real. That dude gets arrested and the woman has Oh, like oh sorry. During the pin, yeah, I forgot I wanted to mention this. Uh, I did like that. Like the guy was like, then we're going to fight or whatever. And then Reagan pins him. And then the guy specifically goes, ah, actually, I don't want to fight. <laughs> I really, I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. That dude changes his attitude a lot. I think they missed an opportunity for a Reagan special attack. Yeah, I think so too. I think they missed a couple of Reagan special attacks in, <laughs> in these episodes, but the woman goes from being afraid to being like, man, I was afraid of some fucking weirdo. What the hell? Um, yeah. and mob has the thought of like, Hmm. I wonder like why it's so she reacted so differently to it being a real person rather than a spirit. I mean, to be yep. fair though, it was still a psychic. Mm-hmm. But to her, it's now just a person. At least from the perspective yeah. we're supposed I mean, to see it as. I'm still kind of like, yeah, no, man. I mean, no, I, I mean, we when you know how to deal with a human being if you know it's a human. You're like, okay, I can like just call the police or do something, yell at him, whatever it is. When it's just a another being that you don't know how to deal with, I mean, it's scary. Right, and this is just kind of building off that thing I mentioned earlier yeah. that's all going to come to a head in episode 16. And then a group of kids want to go to a haunted place to make some memories before they graduate. Fuck these kids. Fuck these kids. <laughs> yeah, these kids suck. So they hire some <laughs> psychic bodyguards. Uh, they go to a dilapidated house. Uh, they get their picture taken. <laughs> Reagan asked them for a fee. They get mad because he didn't do anything and they leave. <laughs> didn't even give him a ride back. Yeah, this blows my mind though. I'm surprised Reagan just didn't like yell at these fucking kids. I'm surprised at the next scene after this. But like, what kind of logic is that? Like, what happens if you have a fucking bodyguard? Do you not pay the bodyguard when he doesn't fight anybody? You're like, oh, well, nothing happened. So I guess I'm not going to pay you, bodyguard. Apparently, these little shits do. Yeah, these kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I think, pretty odd. I mean, Reagan even says, like, what they're driving out there, like, oh, these kids clearly don't have any job prospects. <laughs> like, they're a bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah. Um, We come back to the next day, and there's some high schoolers trying to extort mob for money. Uh, one of them, or the, ma- the main one, I guess, then uh, strips and starts jumping around and doing weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think it was Dimpo? I... Either thought it was that or like uh, we were about to meet another psychic, I think, or something. Or, or oh, okay. it was like a curse manifesting from the house or something. That's kind of what I thought. But uh, but then, yeah, it's revealed to just be Dimple. <laughs> Kid gets stressed, tries again. This time his tie chokes him. And it's Ritsu. I'm just <laughs> saying Dimple being a blow, like, like don't don't mess with mob, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Actually, everybody being a bow and this. Yeah, like, I really like this scene for multiple reasons. Yeah. One, everyone kind of sticking up, and then also them being like, Mob, you should stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was just a lot of like, yeah, all around. Yeah. Specifically, that comes in with the third time the Body Improvement Club comes in and they just smother him with their muscles <laughs> as they gradually crowd in on him. <laughs> So good. I love the body. And then they're like, hey, mob, next time, maybe you fight for yourself, bud. <laughs> Which, of course, they know. I think Tenga actually says that because he knows them as white tea boys and the fucking yeah. baddest dude to ever exist. Yeah, dude. The saddle leader. The kids come back to Reagan. They have a spirit photo. 
So they need to go back to the house and exercise it because they don't want Reagan to just Photoshop it out. Or he says, I can exercise the photo and then we get a shot of Photoshop icon. <laughs> so good. I was going to lose it, dude. Um, eventually, they agree to go back to the house and they're there to exercise the spirits. We see or we learn that it is just a spirit family and the dad asks not to be exercised because... A tragedy befell them so now they just get to hang out here and be happy with each other and when they feel like they are fulfilled they will spirit away together god so good so that's a good scene yeah. ah so good I, I do take a little bit of issue with this whole thing but i will get through it first um mob starts to feel conflicted about it um because you know he's supposed to exercise spirits but now he doesn't really want to <laughs> Reagan feels a little conflicted because he, uh, it, he's also having that same empathetic, but he's like, oh, but the clients, which fuck off, Reagan, like, that was weird. Well, well, Reagan's like all about the clients, and I bet he told, I bet he's like to Mob, like it's all about the clients. Um, well, Mob says something a little later that's kind of weird. Dimple then goes over and tries to goad the spirit into attacking. It puffs up. It gets all big and angry. Uh, but then shrinks back down and prostrates itself in front of uh, the group. Uh, basically says like, hey, please don't. But, you know, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to destroy you because I couldn't fathom doing that, especially with my family here. Especially, yeah, I think specifically he was like with my, I think, son or whatever in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're going to exercise us, I guess that's fine. But can you make sure you do it all at the same we time? We all do the same together. Yeah. Which, holy fuck. Which, yeah. Uh, Mob then has this conflict again, which I don't like this. No? Because he's, no, because he, he's recognizing like, oh, they're not doing anything bad. They're just hang, they're just being a family and they'll mm-hmm. eventually go away, right? And even if they didn't, they're not hurting anybody. But then he has the thought of like, but if I don't exercise them, I'm hurting the clients. Which I get you can extrapolate that out into like, you're not fulfilling their request or whatever. But that seems weak. Like, I don't. So I think at the time I was just, I was probably the same you were like coming in, but I feel like it's more than just like, doesn't, is this the one where, is this the part where he starts talking about exercising like people? Does he talk about exercising a person? Yeah. He talks about that. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the end of this. This one or the next episode, but the whole, this whole point, I I think now I could be wrong, but it seems like this whole like set of. Because this is a setup of the next episode. Yes. So, yeah, in this particular thing, it's just like, come on, Mob. Obviously, like, leave the family alone. Like, we know Mm -hmm. that. But, like, I think it seems like they're introducing the next, like, theme of this whole season, which is... But I think they already did that twice this episode. versus humans. Or three times this episode, really. But to have this, like, conflict because this is somehow hurting the clients... If he doesn't do it, doesn't make much sense to me. Well, I think the reasoning behind it doesn't make much sense, and I agree with you. Like, like how are they getting hurt in this? That's mm-hmm. probably what you were thinking, right? Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, but I think there's it. I I'm I'm kind of with. I think they're just introducing a theme. I mean, sure, but it's still I, I still think it's pretty weak. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the way you could think of it, like mess with the clients' minds, like the clients won't be able to like feel safe anymore because they know the spirits are out there looking for them quotation marks like it's Mm. the spirits are not doing anything we know we all know the spirits are not doing anything but like in the back of the clients minds 
they think the spirits are gonna go and kill them, whatever it is. The thing is, I'm I'm not sticking up with the fucking clients because, like I said, they're fucking assholes. But like, you could you could bring out that point playing the devil's whatever it's called, or I don't know what you call it. But no, yeah, I, mean, I think that point actually makes a lot more sense. Um, I I just wish they had said something like that instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm hurting them by not and leaving it at that." Yeah, yeah, I see. It may not have been the wor- the best thought out point, but I, I kind of I'm giving them a pass here. Yeah, the way well, I look at it is just is just Reagan is mob's master, and Reagan's all about the customer, even though he like cheats his customers completely. But like, there's still his income. Yeah, he's still his income. So he's like, I mean, he puts his values in mob, and we know that mobs follow Reagan to like so much. So to me, this makes complete sense to me. But your other point, I, I like your other point more. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but eventually, Reagan um, makes the decision. Like, yep. <laughs> and he salt. He throws salt at the kids. Well, Reagan makes the decision, but he's like, mob is trembling. He's like, mm-hmm. because mob doesn't know what to do. And Reagan's like, oh, this is like not good. Like, mob yeah, should not be a struggle bus. Yeah, m- mob should not be the one that's struggling with this decision. Like, I need to be the one. So he's just fucking those salt at the kids, which the kids may- needs more than salt. Maybe some um. Anybody remember that special move? Salt splash? Is that what it is? Uh, Maybe so. need some of that. Yeah. We needed another special move. That only this. works on spirits, I think. <laughs> Doesn't even work on spirits. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> this spirit is like, you know you're supposed to get blessed salt, right? <laughs> yeah, and actually this is exactly where the conversation I thought happened next episode happens. Where Reagan then uh, goes on to explain how Mob is a part of both worlds, both the spiritual and the the living world, yeah. I guess. Um, and he always has been. So he sees these two existences not in the way that other people would, but as just effectively one thing. He doesn't see them as two worlds. So when he sees these, all the, he sees all these other spirits as things that just exist and are what sort of or that existed almost like a like nature um some might be like wild beasts like a lot of the evil spirits he has to put down but then he's met with people that are just the same and hold the same values and the same empathy as living humans yeah i think values is a good way to or a good word for this is like he's just like what makes the spirit's life or whatever you know i use life in quotes um compared to like the human life what's what's the difference in value mm-hmm. kind of for him anyway because he is so much into both of their worlds and like what who is he to say that you know why is he the one that has to judge which one's more valuable exactly and again i think the found the theme of the season <laughs> <laughs> thanks reagan he's <laughs> always got her back with themes we get all that uh it's presumed they left them alone Back at the office, Ray gets cursed. And then was like, this is a really small course. Like, you don't really have to worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Reagan's like, what happens if I fall down the stairs? Because this is a course. I could die. Yeah, you could, <laughs> Just go yeah. and eat it. <laughs> so Reagan, yeah, Dimple drinks it. Uh, and then we get a little shot of Mob at his house, kind of still introspecting on stuff. And he uh, kind of still reflecting on all that same stuff and how now having been truly confronted with I guess the side of spirit, like spirits that aren't uh, wild and evil. He is starting to see the duality 
that exists in all beings, I guess, and he starts to see it in himself, and he wonders if he becomes evil, if he goes on a rampage, if he starts to do something bad, is anyone going to be able to stop him? Yeah, that was a really fucking, like, mob is taking a 180, boys. Mm-hmm. And he ticks up to 67%. I wonder what next episode's about. Maybe an evil Espo? We don't know. Let's find out in episode 16. Inside or Evil Spirits. We got a quick thing with Dimple is fighting something, either an evil spirit or an Esper. We don't really know. We don't have the context for it at this point. Um, but then we come back through to uh, Reagan and Mob are going to see a super rich client who is going to pay them so much he'll even cover their taxi. Also, something we forgot to talk about. Well, this um, last episode. So Reagan is getting all his, all these jobs. Which is like he's you know what I mean he's like getting getting a bunch of jobs. The problem is is uh he said it to himself is like oh I'm getting all these jobs, so like I don't have like enough time for Mob to like recuperate like mm-hmm. we just we just going down them so he's like Mob is like hitting all these things like one at a time real fast instead of like he's able to think on it. You mean normally and stuff like yeah, that. And he's also going through some shit too. Like I think he realizes yeah. that. So like all this is happening real fast. It's it's literally like the one of the main reasons is the fact that Reagan <laughs> opened up his website and he's just like is just getting all these ridiculous different jobs and stuff like that. Like if if it was like normal, like Reagan's like getting one or two jobs a week, maybe him and Mob be able to talk about this like different issues. Whenever they come up, but like since they're doing a bunch of jobs, they're not able to talk about the issues that happen with the job. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, totally. But um, yeah, go go over this thing. I th- that's something I wanted to talk about was then wasn't able to discuss. No, that, that was a good yeah. point. And <laughs> the only I usually do the anything else on the yes this episode, but <laughs> no, I I just thought of it because what's good. I didn't think about it. So they're going to see their super rich client. There's a bunch of psychics there including Shinra and his whole, like, Rising Sun organization. Uh, Matsuo is also there, if you remember him, as the spirit beast guy from Claw. Uh, yep. he, oh, he was, the like, the crazy guy hiding in the corner or whatever. Yeah. He was the guy who had all the spirit pets and put Dimple in a jar. Yep. Gotcha. I, was, I couldn't remember which one he specifically was, but I saw him crash in the corner. I mean, he even said, like, you know, he did, like, that, almost like that Naruto explaining crap where he was like, mm-hmm. but I was in the thing. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> And I was kind of like, you know what? I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we see the client's daughter behind a one-way mirror as he explains to us that uh, she is possessed by an evil spirit. Um, Mob doesn't sense anything. No one really detects anything except for Shinra, who detects a malicious presence very close by <laughs> as Dimple slowly floats into frame. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Okay, we, everybody keeps forgetting, but Di- Dimple's an evil character. I feel like that notion will be dispelled within the next episode or two. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So they all decide, or they're like, or Reagan's like, ah, it's no problem, I'll go handle it real quick like we always do, and everyone gets pissed off because Reagan's trying to take all the money for himself. So they decide they should play rock, paper, scissors to determine the order of people who gets to try to depossess the girl. Uh, Reagan fakes everyone out. Let's say he's got to throw a rock. And then going, actually, I think I'll throw scissors. 
The fact that Vegans play mind games is the stupidest shit ever with rock, paper, Can we talk about how great Reagan is as a character? Dude, it was so dumb, though. Like, everyone was like, oh, he told us? <laughs> but then, like, fuck, he changed. Which one is he going to do? <laughs> and, of course, Reagan wins. Nani? It's like, no one can ever beat me at rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I, dude, the victorious screen was so good. Him just over yeah, top of all it, the bodies. Or, and there's the whole thing with, like, showing, he basically has his fucking Sherlock mind palace moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, like, the angle and the, the way they move their hands and all, their facial expressions and all this stuff that determines what they're going to throw. So Reagan goes in, because he won. Uh, he talks to the girl, and she talks about, like, oh, I don't know what, I'm not possessed. My, I, my father's abusive and all this really gross shit, which, of course... Yeah. show is not going down that path so we nope. know she's possessed stop, let's stop that shit down real quick actually I didn't even realize that I thought it was I didn't know what was going to happen but I was going to say I let the girl go like I, I was reading this and I was just like this girl seems alright to me and then Reagan came out with the big brain moment man he was just straight spit facts everyone on the outside is turning on the dad as the girl gives a speech and like Ray to take him down. Uh, Reagan comes out and is basically like, yeah, she's possessed. <laughs> uh, and here's why she said, at one point she said Papa and then she switched to dad and she wasn't talking like a per- like a normal human would and she was being weird and all this stuff. Just tears her apart psychologically. Yeah. Spitting facts, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also met, we also met the president of the union. Mm-hmm. And he does say that he does not like feel any spiritual power coming from her. Well, I don't think yeah. Mop did either, right? No, no one does. Yeah, this uh, this guy pulled sneaky on us. Yeah. In the middle of Reagan's explanation, the glass behind him explodes. Pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And the spirit, it, the spiritual aura, I should say, uh, reveals itself. God, no, uh, the glass animation was so good. Well, it actually cuts Reagan's face. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, as the spirit is revealed, we get a montage get- of failed exorcisms. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Did, did you guys see whole nails? Yes. They're like completely uneven. It's really fucking cool. The yeah. fa- they, they put that much detail in this fucking anime. Um, wh- yeah, which I guess that's another pretty good example of like you see her like oh yeah obviously possessed like they're not yeah they're not pulling a fast one here yeah um yeah we get our montage of people doing uh their different types of exorcisms and failing um and we learned that mob can't go yet because he's number 49 out of 68 (laughs) (laughs) so stupid well he should have been better at rock paper scissors (laughs) that was still funny but that was so stupid uh then Dimple tells us about Mogami Keiji, a psychic 40 years ago who vanished because he was an assassin and he had to go earn a, bun- earn a bunch of money because his mom was sick. Uh, eventually he like became or he fell so far into just like murdering and all that shit um, that when he clashed with Dimple, we learned that he was just trying to absorb evil spirit so that he could turn himself into a vengeful spirit god um which uh poor temple man <laughs> dude can't catch a break 
No, yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> what? Dimples and evil spirit, you guys. What are you guys talking about? Don't matter. I mean, my man don't need. He don't deserve that. The, the fact that the guy like gets a headache from drinking in Dimples energy because Dimples such a vengeful spirit. No, no, he drank too many too quickly. Was what he says. Oh, oh, is okay. I was just saying he maybe drank way too many of Dimples spirit, and that's what happened. Might be like that. <laughs> okay. Uh. But yeah, so he he ends up becoming a vengeful spirit, which we learn. And now it's Jodo's turn, who is the riding rising sun leader guy. Uh, he gets possessed pretty much immediately and starts to like jump around the room and do weird shit. But Reagan puts him down with his anti-possession jumping knee strike. Such a great special move. The the fact that Reagan comes in, Reagan's like Batman. He comes in every situation knowing what to do. He's like. I might need to knee somebody today. Let me, let me get my knee ready. Th- this guy, this guy's Batman. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Without the money, or butler, or gadgets. <laughs> did is this? Didn't he apologize to you after you did it? Did he? I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> I remember. Oh, yeah, no, he did. He did. Yeah, it was, it was like flying knee special attack, and then sorry. <laughs> I, I love the narrator because he's like, oh, it makes it makes people uh, pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mogami then chokes Reagan. Reagan says, "Time's out. <laughs> time out. Time <laughs> yeah. out." <laughs> yeah, he does say, "Time out." Yeah, does not work. It does not work. Uh, the dad comes up and hugs the possessed body from behind and is like, "I'll be right here. I'll, I'm gonna stay with you." And just gets fucking impaled. <laughs> Holy fuck! And this this got real real quick. Yeah, everybody in the room is like, what the fuck? Like, we wasn't expected to die in here. Like, we thought this was an easy job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did he get himself into? Everybody's running out the door, and the guy just closes his door. He's like, yeah, you guys are not leaving. That shit was, actually, that shit took me by surprise, man. I was like, what yeah. is, wow. I mean, like, even a bigger implication would now mean, okay. So, like, now either everyone gets fixed, or this girl dies, or this girl lives with the knowledge that she killed her father. Yeah, there's no good situation that comes out of this. Exactly. Like, well, well there's no like fixed. super win. Everyone gets fixed. Mob can probably fix him or something. <laughs> like, if the dad lives, then everything's cool, I guess. But he looks pretty dead. <laughs> um, Mob ticks up to seventy-seven percent, and he stops Mogami from choking Reagan or from doing something. Um, and then, oh yeah, remember how we just said no good outcome here? Start snapping up the girl's body just for funsies. Dude, no, dude, this is so fucked. He's like, oh, you guys know that humans like can't go beyond the limit, right? And just like this pulls her fingers apart. He's like, I'm not fucking human though. (laughs) This dude's a fucking animal. Yeah. Yeah. Mob ticks up to 91% at that. We get the swirling red spirit basically enveloping the whole room as Mob tries to exorcise him, and it fails. Uh, and it fails because at this point, he's no longer a spirit possessing the body. He has fused with the body, is their explanation. Nod, nod. <laughs> so Mob remembers the job they went on with the stalker. It's like, oh, you know, I could go out of body and also possess the girl and I guess fight the dude in there. So Dimple has to possess Mob while he's there. <laughs> and Reagan's like, yo, that's a terrible idea. 
are you sure about that? <laughs> and Bob's like, it's fine. I trust him. It'll be all right. Well, before before any of this is happening, though, the the evil spirit, whatever his name is, what is it? Uh, Megami. Yeah, Megami. He is destroying everybody inside the fucking room. He's fighting everybody. It's so crazy. Yeah. And, but yeah, we get to this whole scene with the, the evil spirit thing. Yeah, and Temple's even like, ah, I've got to get his, hell yeah, dude. Getting Mob's body, let's go. So that plan happens. Dimple possesses Mob's body, and Mogami attacks. Now Dimple, um, Dimple fights him in Mob's body, which this looks awesome, and I love the way they like completely change the way Mob looks with Dimple possessing him. Yeah, it's fucking clean. Also, man, all these Dimple fights, man, holy shit, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, man. I mean, someone's got to have fights. It's not gonna be mob. <laughs> you gotta, you got me there, guy. Yeah, sure. Shit is gonna be Reagan. Dimple has distracted him or Mogami long enough for Mob to get in behind and fly into the body, and we enter this white space where Mob starts to talk to Mogami. This, this is this all kind of like happens as it goes. So let's just blast through this, and then we'll talk about what we do here. Um, Mogami attacks him. Uh, mob overpowers him and explodes Mogami's body. Um, Pretty fucking gruesome, too, looking. Yeah. This episode uh, <laughs> went some places I was not anticipating. <laughs> really? Well, in terms of, like, blood and gore, this show hasn't really done it so far. And then Mogami ends up... Does he? Oh, he doesn't do it yet. Um, but he's there, and he's talking about how power comes from emotions... And, you know, if Mob has realized that yet, which he probably has. And, you know, we have. We we knew all this. Um, Mogami Wait, counters what? him. What's up? Power comes from emotions? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he counters and gets him pinned. And he basically lectures him on his own lack of emotions. Like, I let you attack me because I wanted to see what your power was like in here. Because in here is a reflection of how you see yourself. Which is probably why Mob is naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's how Mob looks at himself. Well, he he doesn't. Mob. The thing is, Mob doesn't have much of a self image at all, right? Like yeah. all he sees himself is he sees himself as someone that needs to be improved upon, and that's all we know about his like own thoughts on his self. Yeah. So naturally, he's weaker in this mind space that is entirely uh, based around your perception of yourself in a way. Um, so he gets him pinned and like turned him to stone or something, whatever. Um, he talks about the, uh, power of positive emotions versus the power of negative emotions and how, uh, hey, so. Hi. If you've never seen anime, <laughs> what do you think is more powerful? <laughs> Positivity or negativity? Hatred or love? Friendship. You think friendship is more powerful? Oh, it's just an anime thing. Do you... Yeah? Isn't friendship always the thing that brings people out on top? Uh-huh. So what do you think? Do you think friendship or hatred is more... Have you seen fucking Star Wars? Um, I was just saying in Star Wars, dude, um, Dark Side, way better. Like, fuck the Light Side. Light Side do, don't do shit. Yeah, but they never win. To be fair, the Light Side... The, to be fair, the Light Side usually does get, like, lucky as fuck. The point is, this is an extremely common thing of, like... And yeah, Anthony, you're totally right. Of like, you overcome stuff with friendship, right? So I've been told <laughs> because this reminds me of that scene. Um, 
there's this famous anime that everybody watched when they was younger. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh. Spoiler alert. Um, so Yugi was facing against Pegasus, and they could not figure out a way to stop Pegasus from reading Yugi's mind until Yugi figures out the friendship can stop Pegasus from going inside Yugi's mind. And we, we see this in a bunch of animes, but I was only thinking of one of the best animes out in the world right now, which is Yu-Gi-Oh! And um, I know that was a really good point to bring across, so that's why I brought no, it but, up. But, I mean, the whole thing that I was going to here is literally what... Mogami says half of it, which she basically is like, oh, yeah, man, like, of course, hatred is or negativity is stronger because it's way easier to access. And that's what that trope ends up boiling down to, right? The people who rely on the hatred or the negativity, they have more of that power readily available. But when the people who are relying on the positivity or the love and friendship, when they finally do tap into that power, it's more powerful, which is, I'm sure, exactly where this is going. Well, uh, also, you, you you forget, he does say he strips away uh, Mob's powers, and he's like, oh, what happens if you don't, if you didn't grow up with friends? Like, yes. you was by yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, so th- this episode ends with Mogami placing Mob in basically an alternate reality where he doesn't have his powers and to see how he now navigates that life. And... I'm very interested to see where that goes. That part got a little weird for me, but I think this is why I kind of backed off of episode four compared to the other ones, just because, like, we just have the power to, like, create alternate realities now. Well, they're in a mind space. He, the way he explains it is that he's altering, he altered his memories, right? He didn't say he actually placed him in another reality. But for our purposes, it's just easier to think about yeah. it that way. Did, does, uh, does he know? Mob? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. But now he's going to be basically live going through his life without powers. I got gotcha. you. I'm down. But yeah, that is uh, episode 16. Oh, uh, I do want to talk about one of my favorite scenes. I don't know where this comes up, but Reagan gets thrown by... Um, Mogami. Yeah, he gets thrown by oh. Mogami. But it's just a fantastic scene because... When when uh, Reagan is getting being thrown, it's like it happens in a blow. But if you actually pay attention, you can see Reagan putting his hands behind his head. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yep, yep. It's so fucking good. It's one of my favorite things ever because there's like I I have talked about this animation many before, but you do not have to animate that. You really do not. But is it fantastic looking? Yes, it is. Yeah, and it's a good attention to detail for sure. Yeah, they do so good at attention to detail. But yeah, th- that's what I wanted to talk about was just that. I just love that. Just the hands behind the head. Because it's so quick, you can miss it, but like it's so cool. Because if anybody else would have animated it, it would have been like just blows. And there was blows, but you got some hands. Anything else on 16? Or I guess this whole set. Uh, so far, I think it's my favorite set. Uh, I really enjoyed that we're going to get some mob character development. I really wonder if they like listen to people like saying like, you know, this was pretty cool, but I wish they would have done more stuff with mob. And they were like, you know what? Okay, fine. Well, don't forget this is adapted from a manga. Yep. And uh, this was, this part has already been magnified, mangafied. I I think the manga was um, actually almost done or done before um, season two came out. Gotcha. Well, I mean, regardless, even if the guy was like, you know, we should put more character development, more power to you. I enjoy, uh, I'm, I'm down for this. Yep, I think I pretty much echo that. All they can do is hurt me now. <laughs> yeah, I, well, <laughs> mm, I'm not that in. 
I'm pretty in, man. I enjoyed these. I I did too. Like I I think this is like leaps above the first season already. But first season is all about setting up. Just yeah, well, just based on the first season, I'm not ready to commit myself to being fully in yet. Um, and I still I still need more of other characters. Like as much as I really like Reagan, if this is nothing but Reagan, Mob, and Dimple, like that's not going to be enough for me. Listen, I'm ready for them to step on me. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Anyone, anything? Thoughts, questions? No, I can't think of anything. Okay. In that case, next week we will be picking up Mob Psycho again with uh, season two, episodes five through nine. Set five through eight. Counting to four is extremely easy. <laughs> if you want to find a way to get in touch with us uh you can listen after the credits where we plug all of our or after the ending theme where we plug all of the twitter and email and stuff like that otherwise next time on my first anime will monkey continue to try to get us to play his bullshit guessing games owens uh that's two i got you two times now Will Anthony tell us if he's Team Jacob or Team Edward? Listen, guys, they bring both of them bring such good things to the table, right? So, like, you know, Edward, you could like, you know, get really introspective with, but then, you know, Jacob, his shirt's off. Like, it's, there's just so much you can bring to the table. Will Chris continue his perfect score on counting to four? All right. Uh, <laughs> so, join us next time for Mob Psycho, where we do episodes uh, nine to fourteen. Thanks. <laughs> Find out next time on my first anime. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dark photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And sit you. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first anime. anime.